Tune in to The Bum every Friday with Donna Ali to talk about black-owned minority businesses. The Bum will be interviewing people and reviewing products from the south of Wales. You can learn and get involved. From 9 to 11 on Radio Cardiff. Welcome to The Bomb Podcast with me, Donna Ali. The Bomb stands for Black Home Minority Businesses, brought to you by Be Excellence. Our aim is to amplify and celebrate Black Home Minority Businesses from South Wales, giving a voice to the voiceless. This podcast consists of recordings from Radio Cardiff's weekly show called The Bomb, where I get to be in conversation with some of Wales's inspirational leaders and achievers from the Black, Asian, Minority, Ethnic community. It's about equity. Please check out the description in the podcast bio and visit our website www.thebomb.uk. We hope you enjoy this podcast. You unravel me with a melody. You surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are the cold. Child of God, I'm no longer 
Bernie and thank you for coming in. Good morning. I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you so much. How was the journey down? It was good. Actually we we left a bit earlier than we thought we needed to just to be sure that because those of you who don't know I'm coming in from um, Neath. Ah, Yes but the traffic was amazing. So really good good ride and I had a fantastic breakfast when I got here. (laughs) Yes. Yes don't get don't get uh, familiar everybody. I don't do that for everyone. Only the queens. I didn't say where I got it from. (laughs) Only do for the queens. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bernie came on the show a few weeks ago and we had some mic issues. So I just thought I cannot let this lady come down and not feed her. Honestly, she's, she's given me so much of her time already and I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. <laughs> so I'm really excited to share everybody with you because I've learned a lot about you in the last couple of weeks. Yes. And I just think that you're just a blessing. And, you know, people well, need to you. really, I think it's all about energy, isn't it? And if yes. you connect with somebody that has the same energy or vibe or an energy that you want to be, Yes. or aspire to then I think you're the person especially in business so tell everybody who you are Bernie Davis oh my god who am I well I am just this little girl from Jamaica <laughs> fourth of five children who had to learn the hard way that it's not about what you do it's about who you are because when I was young you know performance was a currency of the, certainly the currency of the day in my household mm. and I, I was one of those people that thought you know okay if I'm going to do really well top everybody top everybody then that's going to make me great yeah. but I learned that no 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 it's not about what you do mm. and even in business now it's not also about what you do it's about what does what you do do for others yeah yes and then who you are is the key thing that actually sets you apart and gets your core values established in the marketplace and makes you unique and makes you attractive and makes you credible and authentic. So really, who am I? I'm just a Jamaican woman who loves to give. I love to do the best that I can. I love to be there for others. I love to keep my word. I love to be authentic. And I love color and vibrance (laughs) and I love a laugh I'm a little girl inside I love a good giggle but at the end of the day it's all about helping others one of my Mm. mantras is we go together or not at all so I'm about getting everybody together which is why I'm so thrilled to be also the franchise owner for Interbiz Swansea and West Wales which Mm. is a networking organization which brings businesses together yeah. uh, whether it's BAME whether it's British mm-hmm. whether you are from it, it doesn't matter because the, the network is what is large but we cover Swansea and West Wales it doesn't matter who you are what you do there's a place for you Absolutely. and I'm just so excited to support and help what's going on right now in today's post-pandemic economy yeah how did the pandemic hit your business during, oh, during that time gosh you know, you know, like in a tale of two cities, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Mm. It's literally that. Okay. Because you can imagine, we launched Interbiz Swansea and West Wales, my husband and I, at the end of November 2019. Oh, wow, okay. We, ha- we managed to have two uh, meetings in uh, Pembroke and two in uh, Swansea mm-hmm. and then the lockdown. Oh, gosh. Everybody just went into a panic. What yeah. do they do? You know, my, my members, they weren't, they weren't, Taking mm. calls. I mean, and at that, by that time, we'd, we'd taken on great memberships. We had 
a lot of partnerships. Cardiff City Football, so, so, not Cardiff City, forgive me, Swansea people, Swansea <laughs> City Football Club, yeah. you know, um, the Village Hotel, uh, you, you know, for the region, all the great, this council, they supported us yeah. and they still partner with us. Everybody was on board, but mm-hmm. then it all went to like stand still. Yeah. And I thought, okay, what are we going to do now? Mm. One of my, what I call, but people who know about me say, know that I say, you got to know yourself, you got to embrace your U-print. Yeah. Yes. So, like I said earlier, guys, I know who I am. Then I also embrace that thing that I use to always be leaving that imprint wherever I go. Yeah. Yes? That thing that people know. When they see Bernie, mm-hmm. that's what they're going to get. And when they leave Bernie's presence, that's, the, that's hopefully the, the refreshing essence that yeah. they, will, they will experience. Yeah. So, for me, that time, one of my U-prints was, I've got to help. Mm-hmm. How do I help now? The businesses are like, okay. What we're gonna do? Yeah. Networking shut down. So I thought, you know what? We're gonna go online. Yeah. And I reach out to people in the. In, you know what, guys? Human beings are incredibly resilient, mm-hmm. and they are full. They, they're generous, yeah. more often than not. And we reached out to people who were like the Les Browns, the Sharon Lecters, all these great people wow. who speak across the world, and they were willing to come into the Intrabiz network wow. and speak online for free. Wow. Alyssa Edgar, MBE. You know. Uh, Dylan Jones Evans, MB, all of these, OBE, I think he is. Mm-hmm. But all these great regional and international speakers wow, came into the community online and started to encourage, inspire, mm. and educate the communities. Then the, with the whole George Floyd thing that, mm. that, that rose up, I was already uh, a, a member of the Black History Wales Management Committee, the yeah. Swansea BAME. Uh, uh, community hub and okay. I, I was already supporting African Community Centre Wales down in Swansea but when the George Floyd incident happened mm-hmm. and there was this groundswell yeah. then came the other initiatives like um, Black Pound Day mm-hmm. uh, Black Business Matters and yeah. now I'm actually working on another project which came through uh, a fantastic woman in business as well, mm-hmm. Margaret Ogombanu, yeah. who sits on the Food and Drink Wales board. The whole matter of bridging the gap between black yeah. businesses and finance, yeah. yes, an opportunity. Yes. So all of those things have we have been working on. I mean, you guys might be thinking, what what, what time does she have to do anything <laughs> else? But you know what they say: you give a busy person something to do. Yeah, yeah, that's the person you give mm-hmm. a job to do because they're going to do it. Yeah. So I am just so excited. I've had the opportunity to continue to work yeah. with in the community, with the universities, with the major banks on the matter of building businesses, also with the Welsh Government, Mm -hmm. but then also focusing on my ethnic group because we are positioned for purpose. Yes, Yes? definitely. I'm a black woman, Mm -hmm. so how could I not be doing something also for the black community? So I'm very, very privileged to be able to do that. Brilliant. That's so good. Yeah, and I love the fact that so many initiatives have come out of the pandemic and and the Black Lives Matter movement that we would never have had the confidence, I think, to approach whilst government before and say, we need this, we want this. We wouldn't have had the leverage to be able to demand things. And you wouldn't have had the immediate response that people had Mm. because I I had the the privilege of working alongside uh, another um, board, uh, Social Care Wales, and they were telling me that they made so many strides, uh, so Mm. many, um, the the, the chair, he said, 
there's so many laws that were changed over yes. that time to yeah. support this, the, the, the staff, to support the end users, which would have taken a long time to achieve. But because of the times that they were in, they were yeah. able to just fast track things yeah. and get, get and get change for the better. Yeah. So And that's, that's been happening across the board, panways, mm-hmm. where people have just been mobilizing yeah. and the government bodies have been supportive of it and yeah. there's so much interest that happened i would not have launched um bernie davis global i would not have written all these books i'd not have become a publisher i would mm. not have been working with the world government on, on mm. entrepreneurship the banks and, and so on i would not have been doing it because i'd have just been doing interview swansea and west wales yeah but when the when that mm-hmm. organization was faced with a, a need mm-hmm. I had to find ways to support my members. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and, and that's how it came about. Yeah. And what is the um, black and ethnic minority community like in South Wales? Um, sorry, in West Wales? Oh, my gosh. You know what? There's, there's so much happening. Mm, good. There that's is really so much good. happening. There's so much talent. Mm. And they're coming out of the woodwork. Because I, what I used to find is that I would go, I don't know if you had the same experience, Donna. You'd go to a black event. Mm-hmm. And you'd say to yourself, so where have all these, where have these black people been, <laughs> been all, in my yeah. everyday life? Yeah. I don't see them. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So what's been happening, one of the good things is through my network mm-hmm. and through the various things I've been involved in, I am noticing, and I think also it, it's just through what's been happening, yeah. the black businesses are coming out now and networking. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, in the normal way, yeah. not just going to a black event. Yes. You know, sure. because we're not just, we're not black people, we're people. We're people, exactly. You know? With the purpose and with some really great skills, like you said, and talents. Oh my and God, the, the talent, talent. Mm. the talent, the yeah. expertise, yeah. you know. The drive and the ambition. Drive yeah. And the ambition yeah. and, and the work ethic. Yeah. Yes. So what I notice now, in fact, through the black business, um, the Bridging the Gap yeah. project, What's happening, and also with the Black Business Matters, because mm-hmm. that's an initiative with partnership with HSBC Bank, okay. and the one with the Black, the Bridging the Gap, that's with um, the Food and Drink Wales Sustainable uh, Scale-Up Cluster. Mm-hmm. That's uh, down in Bridgend. Yeah, yeah Bridgend, that one is. Yes, and um, but it's the Welsh Government-backed um, project. What I, I notice is that you have now this common... Mm. agenda and this common sense of purpose between the institutions, the banks, the government agencies, the people that can make the change and the the, the BAME community who need that change. And there's no more of an understanding, there's more of an engagement, there's more of a conversation. You've been supporting that as well, I've got to say. And you have just been incredible with what you're doing. You're also supporting that initiative. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. I mean, this is we we at Be Excellence are looking at six different areas. Media is one of them, education and business. So we're already in the education. We're doing the business with... um, with you know what we're doing with our uh, directory and putting that together and for me this is the media you know mm-hmm. but there's lots of other areas we could go into and um, we've got the podcast as well which is doing yes. so well that's going all over the world i looked at the analytics the other day it's reached nigeria um, mexico certain parts of america which is so great to know that people's voices from little old wales is being heard in that other parts it. of the people's world people's voices are being heard yeah. and i remember in, uh, for all the initiatives that i have that are BAME uh, oriented mm. and i, I put this the the feelers out and say come on guys let your voices be heard yeah. they're there they're there yeah. and they're making their voice not in a, a, a disruptive way no 
Yes. Yeah. Very constructive. Yeah. Full of grace and dignity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And a sense of true purpose. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled with what's happening. And, I, mm-hmm. and, I, and when you come to the, go to the meetings now, the business meetings as well, you're seeing the mixture. Yeah. You're seeing a more of a multicultural kind of sphere, yes, uh, which I think is just incredible. Yeah. And everyone can benefit from, can't oh, they? Oh, gosh, yes. Everybody. The mm. more you put people together, yeah. then the suspicion the, the walls of suspicion will go down. That is so true. You know, yeah. understanding will be there. Mm-hmm. You know, people will not be afraid yeah. to be themselves because they'll realize, you know, this is a safe space. But if we do not provide the, mm-hmm. the, the, the platform mm-hmm. for that to happen, yeah. then we will continue to live side by side in suspicion yeah. of each other. And so trust is the main thing, isn't yes. it? Trust is so important. I mean, how can people maintain trust in business? How difficult is that? Well, oh gosh, you know, and I, how are you going to trust somebody mm. if you don't know them yeah. and you don't like them yeah. and you don't do life with them? Yeah, exactly. So first of all is we've got to allow people to get to know people. Mm. Yes. And then in getting to know them, you have the conversations, you have the, 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 the relationship developing, then yeah. you will get to know like. Yeah. And then when you... Over a period of time, you see them showing up in their authenticity. Mm-hmm. You see that what they're saying that they will do, they do, yeah. and you know there is no kind of um, disingenuity. Mm-hmm. Then you'll go to trust. Yeah. So this is not a short-term thing. No. Okay. What I what I love about you, Bernie, is that when we're talking about trust, there is that is about peop- showing people who you are yes. and your very presence on social media in very various ways. You've got lots of images of yourself, and mm. you share a lot of videos. Is that one way that you think people could share Definitely. who they are? Definitely. I think so. Because the thing is, remember, no, especially no, it's mm. a lot of social media. That's how people see yeah. you. So you've got to really show who you are yeah. and how better to do it by videos. Mm. Because people can see the white of your eyes. They see yeah. your smile. You, what's inside emanates Comes from down. you. Yeah. Yes. And then when you're, when you're speaking and you're speaking like maybe live or you've recorded it, mm-hmm. it's coming from you yeah. automatically. You're not doing a script. You're not scripting. Yeah. So people understand that this is really coming from them. And mm. if you continuously give same the similar messages or messages that are, that all are all interrelated yeah. and interconnected with into one great theme, which yeah. represents you. Like for me, my messages are interrelated and interconnected with one theme. Is yeah. you gotta be genuine. You gotta yeah. be credible. You've gotta be authentic. You know yeah. to know yourself mm-hmm. because when you know yourself, you're in a position of power in life and in business and it will free you of life's bullies and mm-hmm. in particular the bully of other people's opinions so you'll be, get, mm-hmm. you'll be getting a level of confidence yeah. in who you are but then when you make that that uh, impression and you stamp that mark it's mm-hmm. your responsibility to stay true to it so do mm-hmm. not stamp a mark you cannot stay true to yeah, yes yes sure. You've yeah. got to stamp a mat that is yours. So people expect you to show up every time mm-hmm. like that. The same, the same And you know what? Well, sometimes time. you just yeah. need to show up. Like today, yeah. I was struggling. I wasn't feeling very well. Right. Yes? But I'm showing up. You absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's just to show up. <laughs> yeah. And you say, okay, Lord, speak to me because yeah. I have no energy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, that, yeah. that, but that, that's the truth. So mm. that is it. You know, it, it is about showcasing who you are. Yeah. And then... This is the reason it has to be authentic. Because if it's not authentic, you're going to get caught out. Mm, absolutely. Right? So I'll give you an example of something that could have happened to me. Mm-hmm. I, went to, I went to one of my local um, pubs where I have Sunday lunch most of the times. 
And um, I was, as I entered, I saw this couple sitting across and the lady looked at me and she smiled at me. Hmm. So I smiled back at her. I did not recognize her at all. So I went to sit down and she started, she kept looking at me and she kept looking at me. Now I could have thought to myself, and I could have been that person who'd say, hello, hang on a minute, can do you, can we, did you mind? At, yeah. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> yeah. Why is that, do I know you? No, but no, but that's not me. Mm. So I, every time she smiled and looked at me, I smiled back and I was very warm and welcoming to her. I got up after eating and I was about to walk and she called me by name. Wow. <laughs> she said, Bernie, hello. I said, yes. She said, I am, and she told me the name. No, I knew that name because that name has been interacting with me for years on social media. Right, okay. Yes. There you go. Okay? Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm so thrilled to have finally met you. Now, do you, can you imagine what would have happened hmm. if I had thought, oh, well, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm off the clock. Why, who are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm having my lunch with my husband. You know, who, who are you? Hmm. What yeah. would that have done? That would have totally negated all of who represented myself to be on social media as a mm-hmm. warm, welcoming, caring person. Yeah, sure. After that, I thought to myself, my God, it's a good job. I actually am the way the I am way on social are. media. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, you're yes. right. Yeah, yes. definitely. So you are your brand, aren't you? Yes. You, you know, you can have a fancy name for a company, but unless that translates into who you are, it really doesn't make any sense. Your business and there's no will not surpass your own limitations. Mm. You are your most important product. That's yeah. another one of my key lines that I tell everybody. Yeah. You are, your, whatever you want to create as your business product, mm-hmm. if you don't have your yourself right yeah you are going to negate everything else yeah sure yeah right and your staff are going to follow you as well so you're going to have a schizophrenic looking business and brand (laughs) (laughs) schizophrenic yeah (laughs) i like that yeah yes no you're absolutely right i think your brand so okay so what about people who don't you're a very bubbly person Mm. i think you're very extrovert i'm Mm. very similar Mm. so do you think what how can introverts be how can introverts have a presence if they don't oh, have the confidence? Let me tell you now. So an introvert is not necessarily somebody who doesn't have confidence. Okay. That's a, that's a big mis, uh, misconception. Mm, yes? That's true. My, yeah. Yes. You can have quiet confidence. Yeah. My daughter's very, an introvert. She's very, very confident. Yes. Yeah. But just quietly confident. Exactly. You know? And yeah. I have one of my clients. Uh, she's in Switzerland. She's actually a Swansea girl who right. moved to Switzerland. And she is an introvert. Yeah. But she is doing some incredible stuff. Yes, she actually was one is one of my best selling authors, one wow. number one authors. She wrote a book, uh, networking for introvert. A shy girl can, oh, wow. okay. shy girls can network. Shy yes, girl. oh wow. She yes. Now Let's she, despite the fact that she has this quiet confidence and is an introvert, she has managed to just recently win the most influential coach in Europe. Mm. Yes. And she has, uh, let me tell you, she recently also uh, was singled out on LinkedIn as Influencer of the Week. Wow. Yes. She has podcasts. She's, do, she's always doing her videos. Mm. She's doing everything. But she does it her way. Yeah. Yes. So I have my personality and I'm going to be all bubbly. But you know what, as well? Mm-hmm. I also know that not everybody's going to fancy me being in their face. Yeah. So I understand what people are like as well. So you, I teach people yeah. to understand. That's where emotional intelligence comes in. And mm. I teach people about that. In my training program, Awaken Your Inner Genius, it tells you how to awaken who you are, not yeah. who somebody else is. Yeah. Everybody's not going to wake up and be a Bernie. No, yeah. but you're going to awaken that key thing in you yeah. that sets you apart. Yeah, sure. Yes, in the marketplace and create 
creates your unique brand mm -hmm. that translates into your business brand and how you actually run your company and your company culture if you have a larger organization yeah. and how you recruit it, it it informs and dictates how you recruit so essentially you don't have to be uh, mm -hmm. an, an extrovert yeah. to be to make a difference so many people I just made, mentioned one person Melita but there are other people in my in my um, client base and outside of my client base yeah. that when you get to talk to them they're actually introverts mm -hmm. but they can get their message across yes without yes. being too too loud yes because brush. people not everybody's going to relate when I go on to to, to speak at different yeah. places if I like recently I, I was at a playful creative summit mm -hmm. And I was one of the speakers. So, of course, I was like in full burning mode. Nothing, <laughs> nothing restricted because that's, they, that's what they want. Yeah. Now, if, if I'm going to be talking at the university, I'm not going to come out like a crazy person, am I? Mm. I have to be, I'm relating to academics who more often than not are introverts. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's about how you, you fit into the marketplace without being disingenuous, without being inauthentic. Staying true to yourself, but respecting mm. your audience. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. good. I like that. That's really good. So you gave me a few songs. And Ooh. I want to talk to you a little bit more after okay. the break about awakening your inner genius. Um, yes. And you can elaborate a little bit more for, for myself and for the audience and everyone listening about what that looks like, how yes. to awaken your inner genius. After that, I'm going to play your song, Let Me Be The Clock. Just thought I'd get a little bit of a background as to why you chose that song. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of when I was a little girl. I'm dating myself now, guys. It's an old Motown song by um, Smokey Robinson. Smokey Rob How go. could I have forgotten Smokey? <laughs> Smokey Robinson. Yes, it okay. reminds me of my high school days. You know, you, you, oh. all of you older people like me, you can relate when you're in high school and all these love songs. You'll be sitting there singing love songs to yourself. <laughs> no boyfriend or anything, but you're singing love songs. About <laughs> so that reminds me of those innocent days oh. when I was enjoying Motown. Let's try. 
Oh yeah, well I'm all about freedom, aren't I? You know, all of what I am about represents uh, freedom of mind, freedom yeah. of spirit, freedom of experience. Yeah. And so any song that's going to talk about freedom, not being enslaved to anything, yeah. would uh, resonate with me. But the, the, that particular thing of called fair mm. is a thing that keeps us bound more than anything else. And when I deal with my clients, yeah. and, and I'm not talking about people now who are just starting out in business. I'm talking about people who are in very high positions. My, my clients yeah. are high achievers. Yeah. And they still struggle with that little thing called fear. Mm. Fear of failure. Do you know mm. what's the other fear? Fear of success. Okay. That's one that is more often experienced by high achievers, wow. surprisingly. Wow, yeah. Because what they're afraid of is if they get too successful, mm -hmm. they cannot sustain it. Okay. So they self-sabotage before they get to their maximum best. Right. Because we all have our best. Yeah. Yes. And some of us are doing well and people think, oh, you're doing really well. Mm -hmm. We don't even, you know, touch the touch surface the yeah. of where we can go and what we can achieve. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned earlier about the fear of other people's opinions, how mm -hmm. people will see us, yeah. how people will think about us, or people will say, oh, well, you know, you, you messed up before, you're not going to do it now, you know, or yeah. you think, well, I'm not from that kind of family. My family has never mm. um, been to university. My family has never yeah. owned their own business. But how about being the first? Yeah, definitely. Yes. So, and of course, being a Jamaican, how can I not, you know, <laughs> talk about um, Bob Marley's song, Emancipate Yourself from yeah. Mental Slavery. Absolutely. None That's but ourselves can free yeah. our minds. Yeah. <laughs> I, love yeah? That. I love that line. Yes. Yeah. Redemption song. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. So, it's, it's, so that's why that song resonates with me. Mm. I am a Christian. Mm -hmm. so that's a Christian song. So I heard it in the church. Mm -hmm. But it appeals to me on so many levels. Yeah. You know? We are no longer slaves. That 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 song and um, the, the particularly the Bob Marley line there is such a powerful line. Oh. Out of every every you know the whole song is such mm -hmm. a powerful line, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But okay, so how can people free themselves from the fear of success and the fear of failure? Oh. Um, you said about the U print and. Oh, here are some results, Siri just said. <laughs> Google. <laughs> we weren't talking to you, Siri. Um, but so how can people free their mind? I know you've got a new masterclass going on, Awaken Your Inner Genius. Yes. How can people do that? Well, how you free yourself from uh, fear of any kind is, first of all, identifying that you're dealing with fear. Okay. It's, it's, not, it's not rocket science. You mm. cannot change anything that you're not aware of, yes, and that you do not own. Yeah. And admit to. What so would fear look like, though? Because some people... It's crippling. So okay. fear... Any, if, and, and fear is not that 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 knot in your tummy before you go up to speak. Mm, okay. That's adrenaline. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting you ready to go to perform. That's a performer's feeling yeah. in the gut, yes? Mm -hmm. But fear is that thing that cripples you. Mm. That thing that makes you think you cannot. Mm. 
-hmm. That thing that takes you back in the past and, and uh, to those times when you were a child mm -hmm. that you were cowering in the corner because of that bully mm -hmm. or that teacher said something to you that made you feel you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anything that makes you hark back to something that is debilitating, yeah. I bet you that fear is at the root of that. It stops you from moving forward. Yes, it stops you from mm. moving forward. And also, when you start thinking about where you've been yeah. and thinking about what you've lost, and that tends to happen when you're onto a good thing. A lot mm. of people are onto a good thing yeah. and they ask themselves, why have I just done this as self-sabotaging? Stop and think. Yeah. What was the first thing? That was, what was that trigger that went through your mind? Yeah. That made you think, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell this person where to get off and lose my best customer. Mm. One morning I've come in for, to work. Yes. Yeah. A lot of us do that. We self-sabotage. We, we, we give bad service. Mm -hmm. After we've set up a, a fantastic business, we start giving bad service. Right. We start being people that, that don't keep our word. Yeah. We start not showing up. Mm. And then, then we lose and then we say, oh, I didn't think I could do it in any event. Yes, you could do it, yeah. but you self-sabotaged. Sure. Yes? So what I do with, and we don't realize that we're doing it. What mm. I do with my clients is we always look, talk and then we mm. always look back. Right. I always go back to the, the, those things that, you know, those recurring thoughts, mm. those moments of loss or victory that we had in the past, mm. those things that come to our minds when we wake up first thing in the morning. Those thoughts that we get just before we are about to in, embark on a new project, mm. or we get this call, our inbox has something that lands in, that says, wow, mm. this is an opportunity. What are the first set of thoughts that we have? Yeah. Yes? What is our success pattern, and where do we always get unstuck? Okay. Yes? And that is where we, we, you start first. Because like I said before, it's about you. Yeah. If you are not right and your mindset isn't right, if you are not winning the battle that goes on in your mind, because there is a, the, in the mind there's a battlefield every day. That is the greatest battlefield mm -hmm. that you have. And he who wins that battle takes the spoils, the spoils of your life, the spoils of your, 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 your successes, the spoils of, of your family, good family relationships, yeah. the spoils of your good health. Mm. Because your mental state affects your physical state. Sure, definitely. Do you think journaling can help? If people are journaling, very, yeah. which is why in my book, Your Business, Your Way, I take mm -hmm. you through, and in my program, I take you through mm -hmm. uh, the various processes. But then you've got to journal. You've got this work you've got to do. You, yeah. I also say you've got to have, you can't, you, you, back to we go together or not at all. Mm -hmm. You've got to have a little core group, because even three people, mm. yes? that you, you have that is your like your own personal advisory board. Yes, okay. Yes. And who are real with you. Will who tell are you. real mm. with you, who yeah. you can bounce ideas off, who you can yeah. be honest to, yeah. who will be honest with you, who will hold you accountable, and you should be doing that as well for others. Yeah. Yes? It also will take you through how you, when you understand who you are sure. as a person, your strengths, and your weaknesses, how you manage that, how, yeah. how that impacts upon the kind of business that you do, what drives you, what moves you, you know, what is the yeah. thing that really, you, where, what kind of business should you do? A lot of people launch a business because they think their friend yeah. has launched that business, so let me launch that business, but they have absolutely no drive or motivation mm. beyond making money. 
but they have something mm-hmm. else that they really really are passionate about like you yeah, yeah. Donna you're passionate about helping people mm-hmm. you're passionate about education you're passionate about mm-hmm. doing something that's going to be inclusive yeah so you found your sweet spot yeah. in what you're doing mm. but so, I also went to study as well yes, I think knowing equip- your stuff is so important knowing you yourself and knowing your stuff yeah you've got definitely. to be, yes the, the, that's yeah. how you build your confidence mm-hmm preparation you got to be yeah. ready you got to equip yourself you got to upskill yourself yeah. always upskilling yourself yeah i think i think research, i think studying your what it is you want to help fill the gap in is yes. so important because like you were talking about in the beginning about the disingenuity of not mm-hmm. knowing you you know you get caught out basically yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think it's so important to do the groundwork and a lot of people fail to do the groundwork yeah. this is why their businesses fail because mm-hmm. they don't really know why they're doing what they want to do mm-hmm. they just know that there's a gap the needs filling yeah you know? and they're, they're, they're just going for the money mm. so when the hard times come yes. they fall out yeah but if you are a person that is positioned and you are in your purpose and you yeah. found your true north yeah nothing's going to shake you no you might have your days when you have to stop and rest mm-hmm. you know the, you know, back to that old adage uh, that verse rest if you must but don't quit that don't that one mm-hmm. yes yeah we all have that moment when we decide okay mm-hmm. yeah you know i probably just need a a week off yeah. probably just need a day off i probably need to just step back sure. yes but i'm gonna keep going because this i know is what i should be doing yeah this is where i know i should be this is the legacy i want to leave because mm. it's all about legacy making yeah. you talk about the book that's the greatest legacy you could possibly leave 100 mm-hmm. years from now you've written a book Absolutely. you know the book is in the legal depository at the library the national library yeah. your relatives how many years hundreds of years don't can google your name yeah. they can um get in touch with the library and your book the mm. actual physical book is there yeah how incredible is that That'd be amazing yes? I would, i'd love to do a book about my answer if i won the lottery i would travel the world to every single destination that i know my family are from yes and just, just spend my whole time and my life about creating a book that i can leave oh. you know and it, it, it you know and i get hundreds of unpublished pass them on to my family members mm. and in that it would just be the heritage of our family and exactly you know, it'd be amazing exactly. what an amazing book to me exactly because the books mm. would be on amazon and they'll be on Waterstones and all the other bookstores so they yeah. can, people can get them online but the, the beauty is when you can actually your year hundreds of years from now your actual yeah. book Absolutely. the hard copy can be found in the National Library yeah. and it, well not just the one in, the, in England um, in Wales and uh, Edinburgh everywhere it's amazing it's, it's that is incredible. a real legacy isn't it, it? that is a real mm. legacy yeah. yeah but so so really you will stick to whatever mm. you are passionate about whatever you believe in yeah and what truly comes from who you are yeah sure yes that is where you will find the magic that is where you'll make real money because coming out of that there are multiple streams of income yes like with the bomb there are multiple streams of income yeah with what i do what i do is i help you to awaken your inner genius but how do i do it Mm -hmm. training coaching mentoring publishing mm-hmm. you know speaking engagements you know working um with with, with clusters and for, for and focus groups and forums yeah. that's so the multiple streams of income for me mm-hmm. yes all surrounding one thing my passion yeah. to empower people my passion to help people to know who they are to value who they are to make the best version of themselves the best authentic version mm-hmm. of themselves and to go around cleverly you printing and imprinting that on the 
world. Yeah. That's the core thing. But there are several ways you can do it. Yeah. And social media now, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, you, you talked about it earlier on. Mm. That is such, it's, it is a, a it's, 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 it's a highway and a half. Yeah. And it's cluttered. Yeah. But there are skills in maneuvering mm. and making your social media, your living, breathing proposal. We talked about proposal in the break, mm. about writing proposals. Yes. I haven't written a proposal in 10 years. No. You, Do you, you know t- why? No. Because my social media is my proposal. Okay. It says who you are. It's, and it's my consistent. living, breathing yeah. proposal. Oh, I find it time so time-consuming. You oh. helped me with my LinkedIn, and I'm, I'm trying to keep up to date with everything. I just find it so time-consuming. How well, do you manage it? Well, the thing is, because I'm excited about what I do, I'm very excited mm. to share it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> People might not care. That's, that's People <laughs> might not care to hear, but I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited about this. I'm going to yeah, put it out. Sure. I'm excited about what I did. I'm excited about who I'm working with. I'm excited about this project. So I'm talking about this. It happened before. This is what is happening now. This is what yeah. is happening in the future. And I'm putting it all out there. But I'm putting it strategically. So when somebody comes onto my social media, in particular my LinkedIn, mm-hmm. who is thinking, who is this Bernie? Can I do anything with Bernie? Yeah. They don't have to look too hard and too long because it, my, my LinkedIn tells them yeah. whether or not they can work with me and what they can do with me. So they don't sure. need to ask me to write them a proposal about what I could do. It's written. It's there. It's, it, it cuts through the dross yes. if you have a, a, cle- a clever strategy. Yeah. So that's, and that's just one of the examples. There are so many other things you can do with LinkedIn. Yeah. And I teach in my program. And in and the, the Awakening in a Genius program, it does not only include online um course but also mentoring one to one mentoring with me okay. yes so that and and also email consultancy as well mm-hmm. through the program so it helps you to really achieve what you need to achieve and it's hard work if you want to join my program i think it's going to it's not going to be work forget it yeah. there's absolutely nothing you're going to do in life yeah it's not going to require that you don't have to <laughs> to yeah. apply yourself to. Mm. but there are clear strategies you don't have to, f- to move around in the dark it's yeah. there and you just follow it step by step and it, it's fail-safe. Yeah. I achieved it when I, I was a lawyer years back mm-hmm. when I came to the United Kingdom and I was jobless and homeless. Mm-hmm. Right? I used this, those principles to within a few years after I set up my own charity to support mm-hmm. people because I used my U-print. When I looked yeah. around and I saw, well, you know what? They're refugees and asylum seekers who need support. My U-print kicked in. I'm a person who likes to help. Yeah. I'm going to set up a char- charity. I'm going to help them. My, f- my most prestigious speaking engagement to date at the United Nations came out of that. Wow. Right? Then I got uh, my, my uh, practical t- a chance to then actually practice my profession, my law, mm. moved down from Bradford to Wales in this new world with all this new language. <laughs> and I'd head up the property department at New Law Solicitors. My U-print kicked in again because hmm. I'm all about people. I'm all about trying to under- use emotional intelligence. I'm all yeah. about leveraging your social capital, mm-hmm. networking. I'm all about building you know, yeah. a rela- business through relationships. Mm-hmm. And then it happened again. Within six months of um, being a head of property, I was invited to speak at the National Conveyancing Congress, not about law, but about how do you network and market your conveyancing department, okay. right? Two years in a row, I was invited to speak about that. And I'm not showing off, guys. Listen. I said, I already told you it's not about what I do, but I'm telling you the principles mm. work. Yeah. When, I, when my mother died in 2012 and I lost all my um, zest and zeal for life, those same principles allowed the restaurant that I bought to become a number one carbon chain of restaurants in Wales. Mm-hmm. Three restaurants in, um, in over an eight-year period. Wow. 
you know, number one, um, top 100 restaurants in Wales and all of that. Same principles were used. And again, mm. I pivoted last year. And the same thing. So, guys, listen, I know what I'm on about. I'm 58 years old. I've lived a little. <laughs> yes. She doesn't look 58, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't at all. Not at all. Yes. So no. it's all about, you know, I, I could go on all day. I could talk about this for an hour. I could talk all, all year. But, yeah, you know, guys... Yeah. We can do it. That's yeah, what I want to say. I'm definitely. encouraging you. You can do it. Uh, uh, we've still got a lot of time left. So I really want to hear a little bit more about your background and how okay. you came to Cardiff from Jamaica. Yes. Um, but before we do, um, thank you for sharing that about your U-print. And what three things then, if you were going to summarize everything you just said, if you could name three things that people can do to find their U-print or what that looks like and what does that mean, what would they be? Right. So the first thing I would say you do is think about who you admire. Hmm. Uh, who this, think about two or three people you admire then ask yourself what are the characteristics that are in these these people but as a celebrity why do you admire them yeah. right list those characteristics okay and then ask yourself and maybe ask others mm-hmm. you know listen to the people have told you about yourself so think about it has anybody said you have any of these characteristics Okay. Or do you think you have any of these characteristics? Because what normally happens is that when you admire somebody, mm. it's deep calling to deep. It's right. resonance between okay. yourself and them. You, are, you have those core values. That's why right. you are drawn to this person. I think that they're so inspirational. Because you're actually seeing a bit of yourself and you're also seeing what you would like to be mm. as well. Then you ask yourself, what other qualities have you been told that you have which are not similar to this person okay right when you combine the ones that you've recognized that's in yeah. this great person that you think is so wonderful mm-hmm. and then you think of your put yours together then you start to formulate who you okay. are that you print mm. yeah that's now coming from a genuine place so you recognize now i love people i can't see people in need and not help i i, I do not i cannot brook injustice you know mm-hmm. and you start to create a little avatar of who your who the core Bernie or core uh, Donna is, yeah. yes? But then, I can't do maths. I can't really cope with the figures. I can't, you know, I, I can't brook loud people. Then you start to think, okay, I probably need to shape up a little bit. I probably need to learn how to adjust with people. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And so you start to work on yourself. But you, you create that thing. But then, you know you can't, you're not good at certain things, so you get people to come in to support you with the things you can't mm-hmm. do, which is why you need to know who you are so you can then fill that gap that you have so you don't have to worry about who, what you can't do because you're busy creating the, uh, a great um, noise around what you can do. Mm. Yes? It's, yeah. it's, it's, and then when you create that, which comes from you, then you, that's where you come with the preparation. You work on that. So mm-hmm. I know I'm good with people. I'm good with building relationships. I, I'm, I'm great at helping people. I, can, I, I can't brook injustice. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going to find something that allows me to show those best bits. Yeah. So I align myself with organizations and groups. Mm-hmm. So, I'm do, so I might be, I might be a, a web designer. Mm-hmm. But I can align myself with groups and organizations that shows that part of myself, mm-hmm. yes? So people see and know me as somebody who is doing these things. Then they want to come to me for websites. Yeah, sure. Because they know, like, and trust me. They think I'm incredible. Yeah. Yes? So they want to do, do business with me. It doesn't matter what you do. When who you are mm. is what people see before what you do, what you do is covered. Yeah. They will want to do business with you. 
So, th so that's that's as, as as simplistic as I can put it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. That's as simplistic as I can put it in terms of knowing who you are, establishing your uprint, and yeah. then intentionally. So you intentionally show that face wherever yeah. you go. Not, you're not being disingenuous now. No, no. Yes? You intentionally show that best bit of yourself. Yeah. And use that to be what you build your audience. You build your tribe, as they call it. Yeah. Yeah? You leverage your social capital. Mm. Yeah? You get your, your, your referral partnerships, your collaborators through being yeah. who, you who you are. And then it works into what you do. Brilliant. Lovely advice. Really great advice. And I think doing that little exercise, those three tips there, help you to like access your own emotional intelligence as oh. well. Isn't oh, it? yes. Because you have to be real with yourself. So. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to play another one of your songs. Thank you so much for that, Vinnie. Um, yes. And I hope uh, that people listening out there are going to get their pen and paper out and write those three uh, three top tips down really to start to identify who are they? Who am I? What do I want to do in the world? And, that, and what legacy do I want to leave? Isn't yeah. It? We're going to go into another song. It says, you talked about Bob Marley just before um, that conversation, uh, the redemption song. So I finally found a few. You were Whee! looking at me and I'm looking all over. I couldn't find it. <laughs> finally found it. So I'm going to play redemption song. And then I want to hear all about your journey to Cardiff from Jamaica. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
yourself from mental slavery Number two, ourselves can free our mind Whoa, have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop off the time Take it off now, 
See beneath your beautiful would you let me See beneath your perfect Take it off now girl, take it off now girl Cause I wanna see inside Would you let me See beneath your beautiful Tell me a little bit about your TEDx talk because in that you reveal a lot about your your past as a child and your yes. life in Jamaica. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I actually I say my TED TEDx talk uh, really explains to everybody why mm. I am doing business the way I do. Yeah. Why I talk about knowing yourself. Why I have be, created so many levels of service and training programs around that because mm-hmm. as a young uh, person I had to, uh, back to it earlier on you know I was a family fourth of five children mm-hmm. very high achieving family and um, I just thought you know what the only way I'm going to get seen and heard around here in this <laughs> this <laughs> in this situation is if I just you know did the best so I, yeah. I, I we used to have weekly in-house um, spelling and maths quizzes and we would uh, all compete, the five of us, for the tin of peanuts. Uh-huh. But of course, obviously, you know, uh, Bernie won the tin of peanuts quite a few times. But what happened when I won the tin of peanuts mm. is I won something that I realized, whoa, I love this. I won um, the attention, mm. center stage. For yeah. what, for the for once they saw me the little runt, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and that that was intoxicating. Aww. So uh, so I developed this personality where I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the best at everything. Yeah. That didn't go down well when I got to high school. Okay, and I became so competitive. Now, who cares? <laughs> who really likes a, this? SWAT, who's, who's, <laughs> who's, who's showing them just how good they're not. So yeah. people didn't like me um, in in high school, and I'd go home to my mother and I'd say, "Oh, you know, they don't like me." And she'd be like, "She'd be like, you know, you need to know yourself." That's where mm. the know yourself started. I wish oh, I'd wow. coined it myself. She was like, "You know, you need to know yourself," and I'm like, "Like, come on now, come on now, mommy." <laughs> As I said in my TEDx talk, <laughs> you know, like, did, did did you miss this whole mothering one hundred and one course? Yeah. Is that what you were taught? in 101 and did you actually skip the troubled teenage phase because okay. I'm in it yeah and, I think you know, we all <laughs> oh my god and I was I needed more than just know yourself she tell me even in Latin Temet Nossi because she was a university professor so you know she was quite educated Temet Nossi Temet Nossi yes I was mm. even told it in Latin okay right. <laughs> just so you didn't but get it just, the first just, time. yeah just so I don't miss it yeah yeah and but you know what I didn't listen to my mother so I continued mm. on this road of you know being a teacher's pet, blah, blah, blah. I went yeah. up to um, university because I didn't know myself and then I didn't understand and value myself. I ended up getting pregnant in um, first year university, dropped out of university. Wow. Boom. Yeah. So that was when I came face to face with, you know, who I was, mm. came face to face with some real home shoes. I made me realize, you know what? 
hang on a minute, it's not about what you do, and it's, it's about mm. who you are. But I learned that time that what I did even then in dropping out of university, that didn't, that's always not what defined me. Yeah. I remember my father saying, that doesn't define you. You're not the first girl. You won't be the, the, the last girl. Mm. Pick yourself up. During that time when I had to stop and think and I had to deal with people who felt, oh, well, yeah, yeah, what a family. You, you, you let your family down hmm. and, and so on. And, you know, I had to um, deal with the, that. And then I had to realize it's the, what real life is about. It's about caring for people. It's about being there for people because there were people who were there for me. And I realized then how important it is to, um, to have that community uh, you know, of, of community of, of, of caring. Yeah. Yes. So that helped to what came to actually destroy me helped to define me mm. and to shape me. But it also showed me who I was. Yeah. And in the, out of that, I developed a lot of my key characteristics now that people know me and love me for and that mm -hmm. I actually put in how I deliver my services. Yeah. But that is where it all started from mm. my own experience of, um, you know, and I picked myself back up and I ended up um, going back to university. I qualified, yeah. I, I, I applied for the law program. At first I was doing government and politics. Wow. Yes. So I applied wow. for the law program and I got in and the rest is history. You know, yeah. I, 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 I became a lawyer, prominent one as well. Wow. And um, then I moved to the United Kingdom in the year 2000. What part of Jamaica were you born? I was born in Kingston. We, in, in, the Jamaicans who were born in the Kingston Jubilee Hospital, which was the, the maternity hospital, mm -hmm. they always say they were born under the clock because oh, there was a right. big clock <laughs> nearby. The <laughs> so he said to Jamaicans, I was born under the clock. They know we were born at the Victoria Jubilee Hospital. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a known saying, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're born right. under the clock. Oh, bless. And when did you come to Britain again? 19. Year 2000. Year 2000. Okay. Yes. What brought you here then? Oh, well, as, like I said, I, you know, I became a lawyer and I was doing yeah. well. And I developed these relationships with lawyers here ah. in um, with solicitors in uh, London. Okay. At the time when I was at the peak of my career in Jamaica, there were a lot of laws that were changing in Jamaica that would directly impact upon the people's immovable properties right. and the whole law of domicile and all of that and, and the... the or succession. There were things that the the, the um, diaspora, the Jamaican diaspora, really needed to know about. So right. I used to be invited to come up and give talks within the various boroughs in London about how the laws in Jamaica would be impacting upon wow, the... the yes, see. so that's how I started. Oh, okay. And I got my connections and I had my great plans. <laughs> <laughs> and so I moved over here with these great plans to do these great collaborations <laughs> with these great solicitors. Hmm. And it all went to... Pff, Okay. But this time, I was ready for it. Mm. Yes. So when I found myself homeless and jobless, wow. <laughs> coming from the heights in Jamaica to homeless yeah. and jobless in the United Kingdom, up in Bradford, e Bygum, I did not... <laughs> e Bygum, Yes. <laughs> I did not let that, uh, you know, phase me. Because then, yeah. by then, I knew who I was. Yeah. Didn't I? How was that transition? I know Bradford's quite multicultural, isn't it? It's, lot it's of, quite lot, multicultural. Yeah. But, you know, the other thing with Jamaica is it's also quite multicultural. Mm. But what I found, the difference I found, and I'm not knocking us black people, you know, sorry, guys, you know, we can be like that, is that when I moved to the UK, to mm. Bradford, and I would see my fellow fame yeah. people 
they would look away by the time we got, you know, you're walking on the streets and they're coming towards you. By the time you get close to them, that eyes averted. There's no chance you can say hello. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? So, <laughs> so I, I, I learned very early that we might be, you know, the same, but cultures were different. So yeah. I had to learn to adjust, yeah. you know, with the, you know, we're not all, you know, brothers and sisters just by color, you know, yeah, you sure. know, nobody's going to come up and, and, and start back slapping you because yeah. you're, you're black. Yeah. You know, you've got to earn your place then yeah, sure. in, in the community. Yeah. So I learned that early. But what I was saying now is that when I when I moved over here and I was met with with um joblessness because I was told I was overqualified, overqualified. Oh because God. I knew who I was. Mm -hmm. You see, it was a different burning out. Right? It wasn't what they're telling me. I knew who I was. So instead of me saying, oh, my God, it's because I was black and all of that. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. I wouldn't even think. Yeah. Of that, it didn't even cross my mind. Mm. That's that probably because you were in Jamaica and you had a great role. You know, you had a high, high-profile job in and Jamaica. And I knew who, and I got to yeah. know who I was as mm. well. You know, mm. by this the school of hard knocks, uh, I had my ups and my downs. Yeah. Yes. So you know, a down didn't phase me. Mm. I mean, how, how much you couldn't go into down more down than when I dropped out of university, you know, could you? Yeah. So I mean, okay, hey, this is another. Okay, there's a. This is coming. Okay, what do I do? Mm. Am I going to lie down and play dead? Guys, let me tell you, in your moment of greatest challenge, you could be in your moment of greatest opportunity. Yeah. I talked about it earlier on. When I was there at that time and I could not find any work and I'm told I'm overqualified, mm -hmm. I looked around and I saw refugees and asylum seekers trying to circumnavigate the, the social welfare system very badly and also um, yeah. Brits. And I thought, you know what? I was at, at a local church. I said, would you give me one of your offices, please? Mm -hmm. I'm going to set up a charity. I'm going to help these people because my um, the need to support and help was greater than the need to uh, to solve my own problem. Right. That was how I felt at the time, and so I did that, and that's how I landed my speaking engagement at the United Nations, fully right. paid for by Bradford Council. Not only did they pay for me mm. to um, go, but they paid for somebody to go along with me to look after my nine-year-old daughter at the time. So I could deliver my talk. What did you talk about? Oh, it was about immigration. Obviously, Im oh, immigration, immigration asylum, yeah, oh, commu wow. and communication and so on. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, do, yeah. You do you have that anyway? Do you have a copy of it anyway? No. I only have pictures of myself oh. on my website. Yeah, I don't oh, have any copy of my talk. No. That's a shame, isn't it? It'd be lovely yeah, to hear that. that. pictures are in my gallery on my website. Yeah. So you were in Bradford, Jamaica to Bradford. That's, that's, that's yes. a big cultural difference. I know. And then you come to another, have another cultural difference, come to Wales. Yes, <laughs> I know. So I so after the... After I, I, three years, I managed to figure out because you know, guys, there's there's nothing that you cannot uh, overcome. Mm. Sometimes you just need to find out how. So eventually, I twigged, and I realized how to get a legal job. Just cut my CV down. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I cut my CV down just for property. Mm. It was a property job that was going, and I just put only my property experience. Just that. And I landed my first legal job at Walker Morris Solicitors in Leeds. Brilliant. And that was it. Poof. I just took off. That's really and good. Yes, that is, that is where I started. And then at the time, I, I realized I was really good at training. Mm. Even then, I was training uh, the, the lawyers. And whenever I, I must confess, I, I, because I, I am so demanding on myself, I can't be a demanding um, boss. Okay. So... <laughs> My staff didn't like me when I was, <laughs> mm. 
I was just the boss. But they loved me when I was training. Yeah. All of a sudden, when it's training period, everybody loved Bernie, mm. right? So I realized I, I am a great trainer. Okay. So you say you have to pay attention, guys. Yeah. Pay attention to how people respond to things. And so I thought I wanted a training job. Yeah. I yes. like that. It's very insightful. Isn't yes. It? Because I'm, I'm sure management would have been more money than training. But actually, you took what was best suited. Yeah. Yeah. But the, in, the mm. le- in the legal practice, you mm. know, you, yeah, you would get more money as a manager. But mm. you'd also, it would be fulfilling enough money anyway. Yeah, sure. And, and but it would be fil- fulfilling if enough you, for yourself. Yeah, definitely. As well. So I thought, I'm really good at training. They love me when I am training them. Yeah. Yes. So I thought I wanted to, do, to, to, to train him. But... Mm. It was in seeking after this training job that I moved to um, Wales. No. But I didn't get a training job. <laughs> I didn't. But I moved to Wales because I had driven down to Wales in mm-hmm. 2005, yeah. going to Chepstow, and I fell in love with it. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Look at who would fall in love with Wales. Yeah. The lush green beauty. The, I just thought, oh, my goodness, what a beautiful place. Yeah. For a whole year, I'm thinking about it. So when I couldn't get the training job that I wanted mm-hmm. up in um, Leeds, I thought, let me see if there's anything down in, in um, Wales. But even though I didn't, there was no training jobs, mm-hmm. I saw three jobs. I came down and I did. I, I remember I was in Wenvo. I went to Wenvo, the travel lodge in Wenvo. I stayed there, did the three job interviews down here right. in Cardiff. <laughs> and I got the three job offers and I chose the best one. So I thought, you know what? I, I'm just going to come anyway. And, it, yeah. and when you're supposed to do something, guys, it mm. happens. Yeah. It comes together. If it's your moment, go for it. You never know what will happen. Because at the time, a friend of mine was going through a divorce. Right. in Bradford. She needed somewhere to live. So I rented her my house fully furnished and yeah. I rented an apartment in fully furnished in um, Penatharina and I was down in a month. Wow. And when I came in do- down here, I tell people it was like there was a burning shaped slot in Wales that I just filled right <laughs> I in. Love that. And the rest is history. Wow. The rest is history. That's yeah. amazing. I love that story. I, I believe exactly the same as you that, you know, if something's meant for you, it'll just, yeah. it'll expose itself and the right yeah. people will come yeah. aboard as well yeah. and that just at the right time. But it's a, like you said in the very beginning, it's all about knowing yourself, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's been amazing speaking to you. Is there anything you would like to leave people who are listening? We've literally got seconds left. It was so, oh, it was well, so I, full and um, we've covered so much, but... Yeah, what would you like to leave people with? But today? if I only have a few seconds, it has to be my byline. Know yourself, embrace your U-print. You've been listening to a podcast by The Bomb, part of a series called In Conversation with Donna Ali. The Bomb was created as affirmative action in business, amplifying black and minority businesses in South Wales, which is a project run by Be Excellence, a community interest company. This podcast is an intentional creative space of affirmative action in media because representation matters. Thank you for listening. I had the mind, I'm dropping the bomb.